Hello, friends, and however you are enjoying this episode of On Grace, we're really glad that you are here in the middle of October, 90 degrees, and it still feels a little creepy because I'm sitting across the desk from Freddie and Jason, the horror combo. Uh, I've been called worse. I would prefer freaking frack or something, but that's okay. <laughs> Who are freaking frack? That's uh, before that's your the day. Car guys. That's oh, click that, and clack. That's oh. click and clack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Tappet Brothers. Yeah, wasn't that them on NPR? They did the car show. Yeah, it was click and clack, not freaking oh, frack. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I know click and clack. Oh, okay. I don't know freaking frack. But I'm running out of pairs, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna Take have what to. Yeah. 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 But in reality, not freaking frack, click and clack. <laughs> Or Scooby and Scrappy. It's the same Scooby and Scrappy. Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. The Reverends, Wayne Hunter, Wendell Van Valen. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Jason. This is Wayne, and I am here. Yeah, this is Wendell, present, currently. And it is not 90 degrees. That is just JB's take on things. It was, not, it was it, like pretty hot yesterday. Yesterday right? it was. Yeah, yesterday. not today. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I just got back from vacation, and so I'm a little... Rested up more so than these two guys, and I'm um, I'm gonna have to hold myself down because I'm pretty impassioned about what's going through my head. So I was thinking about uh, the heart of God. Who is God? What does He feel toward humanity? What's He feel in general? And uh, when you look at the story we call Scripture, the cl- the clearest picture we get of, of the heart of God would be in his son Jesus I think we'd, we'd be in agreement with that I guess wouldn't we yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and I, I even pushed that in my recent thinking uh, to a little more specifically and there's there, there are times when Jesus teaches that it's it's a little confusing you know you have to sit back and think now what did he mean by that parables ah this could go this way it could go that way some of the things he did kind of leave me a little puzzled but it seems like things got really clear, like crystal clear toward the end when his human heart literally had just a few beats left, and he knew that. So he gathers his posse for this final meal that's, of course, followed by their trip to the garden where he can't even get them to stay awake And um, while he prays and wrestles over his <laughs> the final few beats of his heart. So through this whole thing, it, it just dawns on me, maybe we ought to slow down even more than usual and just really look at this story. And he, he's he's seeing guys, well, even he doesn't just see it, he calls it, he says, you're going to deny, you're going to betray, y'all are going to scatter. They're squabbling over who's the greatest right in front of him. Um, and, and so, okay, where's the heart of God in this? How, how does God respond in his dying moment, the human heart of God is about to stop. How does he handle all this? And instead of chiding them or correcting them, or well, he does do a little teaching, but not a lot. But instead of shaming them or criticizing them, he says, give me a bowl and give me a towel. And he crawls down on the floor, and now God is looking up at the people he just said we're going to deny and betray. And, mm-hmm. and he's washing their feet. And then he takes bread and he takes wine. He says, this is my body. This is my blood. And and to me, this just 
it's, it's such a clear view of God saying, this is where my heart is with you all. I'm not putting on a show. This is not a play. This is who I am, and this is how I feel about you. And to me, there's some pretty profound paradigm shifts in that. Yeah, I think there's this this idea that God responds to our weakness and even to, I don't know if we want to call it evil, but even to the selfishness that is in us with greater love and servanthood. Um, and so in this... Like he doubles down on it. Yeah. Like you've been saying. Right. Yeah, he... he and it's out of this, I think, this confidence that he has in the power of his love and his grace that no, for every person... In every place, it is going to be sufficient. And he, even though he's disappointed, and you know, I think, like you said, it kind of breaks his heart to know that that they're not going to be there for him. Uh, he still doesn't let that become anger or or revenge or or punishment, but it becomes servanthood. And and I think it's what you said was really important that that's who he is. He's yeah. not pretending. He's not teaching no. us a lesson. No, it's not an object lesson. If that had never been recorded, that's what he would have done. Yeah. Because, you know, John's the only one who writes it down. Uh, and so I think there's this sense which the rest of them just, yeah, that's that's who he is. That's what he would do. Yeah, yeah. They're not surprised by it, not shocked by it. It's pretty consistent with all their interactions with Jesus up to that point. But it's interesting to me also— uh, that Peter would balk at that, yeah. That he would say, "Oh no, not this is this. We got it. This is wrong. Yeah. This is backwards." And and it's it's almost like if you hearken back to the earlier conversations, is like you're, I'm going to build my church on you, yeah. And and then at this in this instance, it's like this is what my church is supposed to look right. like. This is bottom up. It's not right. top down. It's bottom up. Yeah. And th- and maybe that's what. Peter was balking at was not Jesus washing his feet, but the idea that that's what, that if he's going to be a leader in this kingdom, you know, he's been arguing about thrones or they have been, he's yeah. going, he, he wants a throne. He doesn't want a, a basin. Right. And so he wants, and so he recognizes in this act of Jesus that that's what Jesus is going to want him to do too. Maybe that's what he's balking at. Not the idea of Jesus washing his feet, but that he's going to be called to live that same kind of upside down life, yeah, where greatness is measured in servanthood. Uh, it's interesting to me that he had to <laughs> he had to kind of be shoved to the floor before he got used to it. Yeah, the, the three time denial kind of knocked the props out from under him, and then he was down on the floor looking up and yeah, and and the thing on the beach is like, you am I? Are we still good? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and. Jesus said, yep, yep, yeah. now that you're down on the floor, you're even yeah. better than you were. Yeah. But 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 we get this idea that grace is this uh, great gift of wisdom or great gift of generosity we give to people where maybe grace is, is from the floor up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just getting there. It's getting down. It It's not giving them something. It's just being... 
there for them and being their servant and being yeah. their, what can I do for you? What can right. I? And we're pretty quick to worship the power and the majesty of God. But what if if his grace, this dying for others part of him, is the part that deserves the most worship? And that's the part that invites us closest to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can do that. We can't be the great part. Right. Eve tried that. Didn't work. Yeah. yeah. But we can be the gracious part. Right. And and when we know him, that's the the this intimacy of him dwelling in us and us in him of the vine and of the Holy Spirit. You know, we talk about reverence for God and all and this this sense of respect and all and keep your distance kind of thing. Uh, but it's almost as if God can't do his side of that. He can't stay away. He, he just keeps jumping over the, the walls and tearing yeah. the curtains and, and says the crawling through the window. Right, yeah. Let's be buds. Yeah, let's, let, let me get down here on the floor and wash your feet and yeah. play with your kids. And, uh, and, and so it doesn't work for him. Uh-uh. And, and you think about how easy it is to substitute this God, you're good, God, you're good, God, you're good 50 times in a worship chorus. Mm -hmm. And we line up and do that Sunday after Sunday with hands raised. And God bless the people who do that, and and a lot of people do. And and God is like, I don't need to be told I'm good. Yeah. You know, what what I need is for you to to get with me down on the floor and, and be who I am. Who I am to you, be that to other people. This is the kind of worship. Right. You yeah, know, this is looks true for. worship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, and I, you know, this is kind of my theology on worship. Uh, that worship is what we do during the week. Sunday is a reminder of why we do what we do during the week. Yeah, worship is yeah. the interactions, the connections I have Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the least of these that I I do that in the name recognizing Jesus in them I worship the Jesus in the person in front of me yeah, yeah. by loving them and then we come together on Sunday to remind ourselves of why we live that way why we believe those things and even celebrate and, yeah we've got we got to worship all week let's celebrate that right. it's party time yeah exactly that God was with us is with us will be with us yeah and because he refuses to stay away yeah. What are you thinking, JB? I think that um, it's. I think what you said about the God that we choose to worship, and the God that we choose to focus on, rather than the God who's on the ground, mm-hmm. washing our feet. And I particularly think what you said there about Peter, maybe being upset because he knows this is the life he's going to be called to. I think it's super easy to uh, worship power. Mm. Or to worship powerful people, uh, or to, or to like worship powerful teams, like because somehow when, right. when we're Mr. Alabama fan, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, don't be meddling now, don't be meddling. <laughs> uh, be, because on some level, I think like if 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 we worship <clears throat> that, then we somehow draw power from that. I, right. I, I exactly. draw power right. from being a Patriots fan or yeah, a yeah. Yankees fan or a Lakers fan or a. Cavaliers not a jazz fan, fan though. How d- no power from that. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying clear of this. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah. he, but I, I I think even yeah, I, th- I think even in thinking about like uh, the moment that we're in in October of 2018 where we easily become enraptured at power at mm-hmm. raw sheer power the mm-hmm. ability to enforce your will mm-hmm. what no matter no matter where that comes from like, right we're not we're not right. right like who who do we go listen to speak people who we would right. say are powerful successful, successful yeah. people right. yeah yeah ceos or people that right. have built their brand or whatever mm-hmm. we ver- i think we very rarely hear from the the servants right we very rarely exactly. hear from yeah. the the mr charles's right of yeah. the world that's good yeah yeah for those of you who don't know uh, mr charles was um uh, on staff here at broadway in our maintenance department for 20 years mm. and uh, just every single day demonstrated uh, the heart of god right Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good point uh, that we want a powerful God because we want that power in our lives to fix our lives, mm-hmm. to make them successful. Mm-hmm. And we don't, you know, that's what we're looking for when we come to to religion. Uh, yeah, is fixes. We don't want God on the floor. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't want God on the cross. Yeah. And so we become either discouraged or disappointed or disillusioned when he he crawls up to us instead of handing us a scepter. Yeah. It I don't know why the church has not caught the fact that God started out as a baby in a womb of a teenage girl. It, we just pass over that. He's the most vulnerable He's the most weak part of humanity you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Born in a barn, raised in a sketchy situation, on the run just days after he was born to a foreign country. I mean, yeah. he, he's living life on a thread. This is God. Yeah. This is not a play that he's putting on. Right. This is God entering into humanity, and then he winds. That's the birth, and then he winds up just a few hours before he takes his last breath on the floor, looking up at us and saying, I know about you, and here's where right. I am. Yeah. I'm looking up to you. Yeah. Knowing everything about you, I'm looking right. up to you. Yeah. It, it. I still haven't unpacked that totally. What does that mean? Yeah. But. And you know, he goes in, he, in John's gospel, he, he goes, after that he talks about how the Holy Spirit is going to come to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that 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 you know he talks about that he's not just going to be with you he's going to be in you mm-hmm. that sense of intimacy the only and he makes that clear right yeah, yeah. he's very specific about that mm-hmm. and this idea that that this is pretty intimate washing your feet but this is not the the yeah. end of it it's going to be better than this yeah yeah and, and maybe he's saying that to himself as much as to them to console himself in the knowledge that. You know, they aren't ready to understand this. They're yeah. still arguing about thrones, and they're still going to be afraid of the powers of this earth, and they're yeah. going to run and deny and, and flee the soldiers. But I'm not giving up. Yeah. Well, and the fact that my intimacy with you is not contingent on your behavior. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your behavior. Yeah. My my intimacy with you, with you is my initiative and my plan and my thought. Yeah. 
this is going to happen. I'm going to cross the line whether you want me to or not. And we we can participate in that to the level that we choose to. Right. Right. But his part is non-negotiable. Right. I'm, I'm here whether you like it or not. Yeah. Thanks so much for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. 